Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So we had a murderous attack on two SUVs in Mexico carrying women and children, allegedly by criminal drug cartel killers. Well, I guess you can pretty much definitively say that's what it was. And there was a headline uh, in the Guardian newspaper yesterday, how an isolated group of Mormons got caught up in Mexico's cartel wars. And there's a USA Today story with this headline, Hugs, Not Bullets, Mexican Security Strategy Increasingly Scrutinized in Wake of Massacre. Both of the stories were written by my guest, David Agrin, who is a reporter in uh, in Mexico. He covers uh, Mexico as a freelance correspondent and is covering this terrible story for The Guardian and for USA Today. And David Agrin is Canadian, lives in Mexico City. David, thank you very much uh, for taking the time. Even, you know, as I read your stories, as I, uh, as I think about this, it's so unreal. It just, it just defies... Um, it defies understanding. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely um, I think captured attention in, in for this reason in part that it's so uh, well obviously senseless but it's so, so difficult to explain and in a lot of ways it, it's come to symbolize a lot of what um, the violence in Mexico the way that the violence in Mexico is being is, is occurring it, it just feels so senseless it feels. You know, it's 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 one it's criminal groups who are fighting each other, but obviously um, a lot of innocent victims are being capped, uh, are being killed. I think what's a in some ways different with this case. Um, there's a couple things that obviously that are uh, help, uh, causing it to to draw attention. One is that it's the the population. Obviously, it occurred uh, against members of a of an isolated Mormon community who you know their roots go back in Mexico for you know more than a century to you know. Um, uh, an expedition sent by Brigham Young in 1975, um, and obviously, some people have focused on some of the religious angles that they are um, groups that are Mormons that are not um, part of the LDS Church, and they obviously some of them they came down to escape uh, polygamy, uh, pending polygamy laws. But you know they are U.S. citizens, and one of the things with them is that they they have a, a binational real. When you talk to them, there's a real binational characteristic to them. You can they speak perfect English. They uh, they work a lot in the U.S. Uh, they uh, work in the construction trades, but then they'll take their the, their earnings and they'll come back to this pocket of uh, you know near the in uh, just south of the Arizona Arizona border in, in Sonora, Sonora Sonora State in Chihuahua and, and uh, invested into uh, pecan orchards. So they're very they're 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 prosperous and. They suffered violence in the past. Back in 2009, there was a kidnapping in their, one of their towns with a, a cartel out of, the, out of Ciudad Juarez, and they refused to pay the, the ransom, this, the, the, one of the families, the LeBron family. And so uh, the boy ended up being released uh, without any ransom being paid. Um, unfortunately, two of, the, two of the community members who really spearheaded this effort to, uh, you know, this sort of anti, anti-crime um, advocacy were, were dragged from their homes and murdered. So it, uh, they were known for that, and they're once again fighting back and making a lot of noise, and it's putting, a, um, in some ways, it's causing a lot of discomfort for the Mexican government. Um, a lot of times the government in this country, for all the, the crime and killings that occur, they they prefer to focus on other matters, and mm-hmm. 
David, David, this this it's, it was it was speculated initially that this might have been a misdirected hit. That's now sure. that's now been put set aside, right? There's no is there still a sense that this maybe uh, was a mistake? You know that's the, that's the problem. Nobody really knows. And it, it, I mean, for example, you know, I, I listened to I listened I received a a source uh, sent me um, forty WhatsApp messages from the family, and the, the, the people were, were were recording audio messages and sending them to each other, and you know, when they come in, they're coming across the scene is that it, it appears to be uh, a, an ambush of some sort. But at the same time, one of the bo- there was a boy who, uh, I believe, a 13 year old boy who walked back. He walked 26 kilometers back to the to get help. Uh, who said that you know his mother had gotten out of the out of one of the SUVs and was mm-hmm. waving her hand right. uh, and and was shot anyway. So. And it was all it was it was it was, it was, it, was it, was it targeted? We don't know. It was all women and children as well. So that's correct. Yeah, three three women. Six well, children. let me ask you this: There's a tremendous amount of violence that that, that circulates within the drug cartel sure. uh, reality in Mexico, and thousands and thousands of murders every year. Um, within that, within that horror, uh, does this do these murders? stand out as being significantly different to other murders that happen, apart from the fact that they're dealing with people with, with dual citizenship. Yeah, I'm not I, trying to be I, cold I, about it. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, and it's, uh, it, it's unfortunate to say, but that certainly draws the attention to the, to the fact that they are uh, dual citizens, that they, uh, and that the, and that the other thing that, that I, I have to say is I've, I've, you know, been covering this for a long time, and one of the things you find with crime victims is they generally do not speak. I've gone to funerals, and uh, you think it would be a case where uh, you should be welcome, they'd want to get their story out, but they just, they really shy away from the press attention. And one of the unfortunate things about Mexico is that, um, I don't know if this is the case here, I think, you know, one thing one thing you're starting to see is, you're, is just with some of the social media responses, um, is that people who are you know pro-government here, the supporters of the of the, of the current president, are are saying are trying to some are sort of inferring there's like this dark past in the colony and mm-hmm. they must have been up to no good and you 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 get a lot of that in Mexico where victims of crime are often seen as uh, complicit in the crimes committed against them and so uh, there was a the early on when ever since 2006 when this escalation of the the crackdown on drug cartels started and violence escalated the, the federal government would come out and say well without offering any proof that 98 percent of the people killed in these crimes are somehow mixed up in illegal activities uh-huh. so i mean there was never any proof but a lot of people just seem to uh shun victims including and victims will say that even their own family members view them suspiciously let me ask you so in the in the, in the two so where maybe this is different in that sense yeah. so I, I i think there's some there's some sense that these people okay. in in the time in the time that i have left let me ask you a couple of yeah. questions here sure yeah this this particular area of mexico it, it it's an area disputed by two crime syndicates right now right that's right so so they've been at each other and uh did did one of the one group from one crime syndicate help the families uh, at, at some point or assist them? We, in- we, we believe that to be the case, that, uh, yes, basically what happens is it's a, it's a border area between two states, right. Sonora and Chihuahua, and what, what occurs often is that uh, these groups will fight over uh, drug-running territories. Right. And so what happened, what, what, what sort of came to light, and this is partly through interviews I've confirmed uh, with family members, is that... Um, these families knew they were sort of familiar with 
uh, on the Sonora side, the, the family of the victims, they, they were familiar. They were they were fam- they were familiar with these with these criminal groups. Mm-hmm. So what they believe happened was that one group from the Chihuahua side uh, committed these crimes, committed the murders. And what happened is that they got up on the when the family members got to the scene, uh, another group arrived on foot. Uh, and they were from the Sonora side, and these they went into the crime scene with this group. So yes, um, mm. that that's that's what the group so was. so so then this question: What next? Because as you write in the USA Today story, the Mexican strategy govern the current the new government strategy mm-hmm. is being questioned because uh, you write hugs not bullets. What in about sixty seconds? Well, sure, where's I mean, it going? They want to do the big thing. The government wants to do is they they believe crime is brought uh, that these the organized crime activity is a product of uh, poverty and uh, corruption, mm-hmm. and and maybe there's some truth to that. But at the, in the meantime, there has to be some sort of security strategy. What the governments do in Mexico, and there's, there's, this is no different, is one is that this 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 president is going to try to uh, he's had a lot of cash stipend programs for people that are. Uh, young people that don't have jobs, pay farmers to plant trees. He's trying to do things that, you know, give people money in these rural areas, and maybe they're not going to be as uh, dependent on going into illegal activity. Okay. Um, but the other thing, too, is one thing he has done uh, for all the discourse is he's also started something called the National Guard, which is basically a militarized police, and that will replace what was previously the federal police. And so what, the, what a lot of times happens in Mexico is people just, they, every time there's a new president, they feel like they have to reinvent the wheel and start their own program. Okay. And so that's, you know, so what's going to happen, I think, is, unfortunately, I think in the short term, it just feels like it's just going to keep on being the same as always. Okay. So in the few seconds we have here, uh, do you see a situation, do you see a, a likelihood that uh, this case is going to be resolved or will it just remain think, open? And do you think there's going to be more violence between, and we only have a few seconds, but yeah, do you anticipate so think, there'll think, be more I think, violence? I think if, if, the, if there's, uh, I th- if the government wants to get involved and re- really wants to solve it and there's pressure on them to do that from the U.S. side, yes, they, yes, they, they, they certainly can resolve it. But uh, the, the core issue is you have two groups that are fighting over territory and that doesn't change. One group, one group has to impose itself on the other. And David, I really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate you coming on the show and talking okay. to us. It's a, for the such a horrible, horrible story, and so many questions and very few answers at this point. Thanks so much. Okay, you're welcome, David Agron. He's a Canadian reporter, lives in Mexico City, reporting on the story of the mass murders of the women and the children in the two SUVs by the drug cartels. He's writing for the Guardian and for USA Today. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.